In Jesus' name, we have prayed. We are going to sing to the Lord. Name above all names. Name above all names. You are worthy of all praise. How my heart will sing. How great is our God How great is our God Sing with me How great is our God Oh, we sing how great How great the Lord. First Timothy 3.16 says First Timothy 3.16 says And without controversy great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto Gentiles, believed on in the world, received up in the glory. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We bless your holy name for your mightiness and greatness in our life. We praise your holy name because you are great God. No one is as great as you are. We praise you. We glorify you. As we go into your word, Lord, we call down the blood of Jesus to cover each and every one of us here in the mighty name of Jesus. As we hear this word, we call on that blood to do miraculously and wonderful things in our life in Jesus' name. The seed of this message shall be firmly planted in our heart in Jesus' name. And it shall remain with us in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, almighty God. We bless your holy name. We glorify you. For in Jesus' name, we have prayed. Children of God, let's have a seat. I want you to know that if you are just sitting here this afternoon, um, just to hear what I'm going to say, you need to grow up. Because it's not exactly what I want to say that I want you to listen to, but the word that is coming from God. Praise the Lord. Listen to me. I'm not talking to you as Francis, but God is the one that is passing this message on to you. And that is why you need to grow up when you are hearing the preaching. Don't look at the messenger. There is need for you to look to the word. And that word will yield positive things in your life in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. So this afternoon, I will be talking about... Uh, 
How great is our God? How great is our God? Is what I'll be talking about this afternoon. And um, if, as you can see from the screen, how great is God supposed to have a question mark? But I'm not taking it as a question. I'm seeing this as a sort of rhetoric question. That is a question that is asked in order to create a dramatic effect. Or just to make a point rather than be asking questions. I'm still talking about rhetoric question. What is rhetoric question? A rhetoric question is a question that you ask without expecting an answer. We all do it every day. We all do it every time. You ask that question, you are not expecting answer. The question might be the one that does not even have an answer. It might also be the one that has an obvious answer. But you have asked that question just to make a point. I will give you an example of some of these type of questions. If I'm talking to you, I'm asking you, can fish swim? Do you need to answer me? Do you need to answer me if I ask you, can fish swim? Or I say, can bed fly? No. Or if I'm saying, we have been talking about hell, hell, hell. And we all know how, what we have been comparing hell with. If I'm asking you, is hell hot? No, you will not answer. Praise the Lord. And these are the common ones that we say. In our every day, every time we say it. Are you coming? Are you kidding me? Or if I say, do liar lie? Those are rhetoric questions that they don't deserve any answer. Even though they have answer, but the answer is very obvious. It's very clear. Praise the Lord. So how great is God? Today, I'm seeing it as a statement, not a question. I see it as an affirmative statement that all of you that are sitting here today know the answer. So, like I said, I'm not really asking you a question. I have an illustration here. There was a little boy in Sunday school class who during the activity times, he was busy drawing and making sketch in Sunday school class. So his teacher noticed this boy and he decided, she decided to find out what the boy was doing. So he, she moved closer and discovered that the boy was trying to make some sketches, which she could not understand. But she wanted to encourage him to continue what he was doing. Then she said, Felix, what are you drawing? The boy calmly replied, God. Then the teacher was surprised. You are drawing God? After a bit of thought, his teacher gently said, but Felix, no one really knows exactly what God looks like. Then the boy looked at her, looked at her dramatically and sarcastically. that, what are you thinking of? And the boy replied angrily, if they don't know, by the time I'm true, today they will know. If you don't know how great God is, by the time I'm true here today, you will know. Praise the Lord. You can imagine that this small boy has a perception of God. What about you? Are you thinking about what God looked like? Have you ever sat down and said, oh, we have been talking about God. How does this God really look like? The Bible makes it clear when during the creation. Let us create man. In which image? So, brethren, I'm telling you that God looks like me. It's left for you to decide whether he looks like you or not. It's like the scientists, they are saying that human be evolved from somewhere. And somebody say, okay, if your teachers evolve from animal, but me, I'm from God. The God we serve is a great God. So what is your own view? I just told you my own view. 
What is your own perception about God? What God really look like? How great do you think this God you serve every second look like? I want to tell you that there is never an intelligent creation in this heart that never thought of God. No intelligent creator, uh, cre- uh, creature that never thought about how is God look like. Even as I'm talking to you now, you begin to imagine how does this God look like? But he's a great God. Praise the Lord. People have been speculating. Those that are thinking how God looked like, they have been speculating, okay, God might look like this, might look like that. I just told you that he looked like me. So, but depends on everyone's background. That will show you or interpret to you what you think God looked like. Some see God as an umbrella at time of thick and thin. The time of thick, the time of difficulties. They see God as an umbrella to run into. Some see him as a shelter to hide every second. While some see him as just a spiritual spear tire to use when we have a flat or breakdown on the roads of life. That is how some see God. Praise the Lord. The great God of universe is much more than what we are thinking. It's gone beyond our finite compression, comprehension. Last week here, the choir sang the song. Some say you are good, you are kind, you are more than what people say. You are more than what people say, Jehovah. You are more than what people say. Some say you are good, you are kind, you are more than what people say. Praise the Lord. God is more than what you are thinking of. God is higher than the level you are thinking he is. Our God is great. When you assess the greatness of God, you will realize that he is in charge of every situation. No matter what the condition, no matter what you are going, out, going through, our great God is in charge, he's in control. His greatness always reveals that he's on top of every situation. Even during your challenges, even during your trials, he is in control. I don't know what trials you are going through now. That God is in control. What are the challenges right now you are experiencing? I'm telling you, the great God is in control. What are the problems? The great God is resolving it right now. You see, sometimes when you identify the problem you face, and that problem begins to fade away, I pray that God will show you the source of your problem. Because when you know the source of your problem, your prayer will be targeting the source. If water is leaking and you are just seeing the water flowing, the moment you identify the source of that leakage, you lock it up and everything ceases. Praise the Lord. Brethren, you may find yourself under pressure. What pressure? Pressure of life, sickness. Poverty, depression, confusion, even at times humiliation. But remember, our God is great. His power is greater than any battle. Whatever battle you are going through, any sickness, any problem, any, even the sin you have committed, his power is so great than anything in life. Whatever be your challenge at this moment, believe that when the going gets tough, the tough keeps going. That is our God for you. That's why last week also the choir sang a song. My God is awesome. He can move the mountain. Keep me in the valley. Hide me from the rain. 
My God is Yes, awesome, awesome, hallelujah, awesome, awesome, amen. Our God is God that is awesome. What is your situation right now? What is the present situation that is, give, that is bringing confusion into your life? What is the situation that is giving you deep breath? Each time you remember that situation, you give a deep breath. I'm assuring you, you are serving a God that is great. He will remove the mountain. He will level the mountain. He will feed the, 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 the valley. Praise the Lord. So, brethren, I don't want your present situation to make you feel that the end of the world has come. No. All you need to do is to challenge that battle. God is greater than your present situation, brethren. Your case is different, like we always say. Always say. Even people that is mocking you presently, tell them your case is different. Because God will always pass through fire before it begins to shine. God wants to take you forward. For some of us that know what they call, uh, we call it catapult. I don't know what, uh, the sling. Yeah, the sling. If you want it to project forward, you need to draw it back. Your present situation might be a drawback to propel you beyond the level that your enemy is thinking you are. Brethren, you shall celebrate victory in Jesus' name. Whatever be the situation you are passing through right now, the victory is now, not even tomorrow. Hallelujah. Because our God is great in power. His power has caused blind to see, even deaf to hear. And your situation will not be different. So what are the secret cries that is going on in your mind? I'm assuring you, by his power, the solution is now. In the mighty name of Jesus. You shall overcome in Jesus' name. By his power, you will overcome. By his power, your healing is now. Or maybe you are being haunted by the past sins you have committed. I'm telling you also, he's gracious. He's gracious in mercy. Last week, Pastor Shane was talking about times and conditions. Yes, there are times and conditions that go with God. But our God is so merciful that there are some things that are without condition. Without condition. Times and conditions matter, I agree. But there are some areas that God don't look at that condition. He said he will keep you, you're going in and you're coming out. Is there any condition attached to it? If we are going by your sin, God will judge us. Last week, uh, promise of the week. His anger is just for a moment. Praise the Lord. So maybe you are being haunted by your past sin. Brethren, confess everything unto God. The solution is now. Know that his power is not just great, but can bring down every problem. How big is that mountain of your problem? We all know this song. Bigger than all my problem, bigger than all my fears, God is bigger than any mountain that cannot, I cannot see. Bigger than all my questions, bigger than everything. God is bigger than any mountain that can or cannot see. God is bigger than every mountain, even the one you can identify and the one you cannot even identify. Praise the Lord. Because our God is greater than every situation. Many situations will come. It will sound as if that is the end of the life. But no, don't worry, rejoice. Because our God is great in joy. Whatever be the situation that is giving you sadness, I'm telling you, our God is great in joy. 
No wonder in, in, in uh, Nehemiah, Nehemiah 8.10, the last part, it says, the joy of the Lord is your strength. So when this hard time comes, when the situation comes, know fully that the joy of the Lord is your strength. And this is what will lift your spirit up. And, we go, and God will turn that sad moment to joy in your life. Can I hear amen to that? But remember that God makes things happen in his own way. You might be praying. You might be telling everything before God. Fasting and prayer every time. In his own time, he, he does what? He makes all things beautiful. Psalm 115 verse 3. That is what David was trying to say. Because he knew that God does things in his own way. Vastiri says, but our God is in heaven. He does whatever he pleases. That is why at times when you pray unto God, you are expecting answer immediately. But he will only make it happen in his own time. In Psalm 115 verse 6 says, he does whatever he pleases in heaven and on earth, in the sea, and all the open depths. Not just in heaven. Not just in heaven, even on this earth. He does whatever pleases him. So, talking about how great our God is. Our God has no equal. If you are sleeping, shout hallelujah. Good. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Our God has no equal. You cannot compare the greatness of God to anyone. Why? Because of the great thing he has done. Great thing he has done. Greater thing he will do. Unto the Lord be the glory. Great thing he has done. Isaiah 40, 12. Let's see what the great thing he has done. Isaiah 40, 12. Who else has held the oceans in his hand? Who else has held the ocean in his hand? If you don't know what ocean is, go to Arabian Sea and see. Who else has held it in his hand? Who has measured off the heavens with his fingers? You measure the whole heaven with finger. Who else? Only God. Who else knows the weight of the earth? Or who has weighed the mountains and the hills on a scale? Yeah. We are surrounded with mountain here. Who else has measured them on the scale? That shows the greatness of God. He planned everything. That the weight of those mountains are not too heavy for the earth to hold. That is greatness of God. We all realize what happened in the life of children of Israel. Exodus 14.12. 14.21. Exodus 14:21 Then Moses raised his hands over the seas and the Lord opened the path up a path through the waters with a strong east wind the wind blew all that night turning the seabed into dry land turning the seabed into dry land who else has done this I know that in this our belief we have bible as our the, the book of God. In the other belief also, they have their books. In the other, 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 other beliefs, they may have their book. I don't have opportunity of knowing that. But I've not had this, this kind of miracle, this kind of great thing that God has done. Who else? That shows you how great God is. So what is that small thing that is troubling you that you think that the God will not do for you? If he can make way through the Red Sea, he can do more than that in your life. Amen. We talk of a manna in Exodus 16, manna from heaven. He provided for the children of Israel. That is how great he is. So, our God is a great God. Greater thing than we do, he has done great thing. Greater thing we come. Praise the Lord. 
God's greatness is too deep for you and me to understand. God's greatness is unsearchable. You cannot search it. It's too deep. We might have some understanding, but the depth of it, we may not know. Psalm 139, 6. Psalm 139, verse 6 said, Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It's too wonderful for me and you. Too great for, my, for me to understand. Too great for me, for me to understand. The greatness of God is too wonderful for me to understand. It's too deep for man to understand. God's greatness is unsearchable. In fact, in the book of George 13, 17 to 18, The, the, the angel came. Here they were talking about the birth of Samson. The angel of the Lord delivered a message to uh, Manoah. And Manoah was trying to find out from the angel. Listen to what it says here. Manoah has the angel of the Lord. What is your name? What is your name? For, for when all this come true. He's trying to find out about God. Go ahead, brother. We want to know, we want to honor you. So that they can honor him after. And what happened? Why do you ask my name? The angel just simply asked, why are you asking for my name? The angel of the Lord replied. That is the angel of the Lord replied. It is, it is too wonderful for you to understand. Oh, how great is God. It's too wonderful for us to understand. You know why? Because when you understand one part of it, Another one will happen that you begin to wonder again. Oh, this is another one. It's too wonderful for you and me to understand. Praise the Lord. Even when we thought we have come closer to understand his greatness, we just discover that his greatness is far beyond our understanding. You may be thinking that, okay, let's assume that God is at Matra. Because of what God is doing in your life, you may be thinking that, okay, I'm in Rui. Are you not too close? You are very close to him. But brethren, if God do another thing in your life at that moment, you will discover that you are not even at Sib. That you are not even at Sib at the level that God is. Because God will do something great in your life that, again, you will discover that, oh, the God you thought you are in the same corner with, He's even very far from you. That is the greatness of God. He established the earth and spread it like mud. When you start standing in the desert, if you have ever been to deserts, you will stand up, you just see those, those sand go. You will not be able to see. You can be able to see as far as your eyes can take you. That is how God has made this world. His greatness is even far beyond that. While his greatness is unsearchable, again, you cannot limit his greatness in your life. You are telling God, okay, God, this is what I want you to do. This is what I want you to do. But God can do more than that. You cannot limit the greatness of God in your life. But times and conditions matter. When you want him, you need to look at the area you are looking onto him. There are some, some terms and conditions that you must fulfill. The moment you are fulfilling that, God will continue to show that he is limitless. So what am I saying here is that God's greatness is limitless. He sees the end right from the beginning. He's greater than those things that is giving you concern. And I said, God is not limit, um, you, that you cannot limit God. Yes. Because when you are praying unto God, you are trying to pray in such a way that you want to advise God. Brethren, God does not need your advice. 
or counsel or your wisdom. No one has ever been able to say that he has given God advice. Isaiah 14, Isaiah 40, 13. Isaiah 40, verse 13. Who is able to advise the Spirit of the Lord? Who knows enough to give him advice to teach him? No one. That is his greatness. He doesn't need your advice. He will do what pleases him. He knows the answer to every situation of your life. Every question you intend to ask, God knows the answer. Even there are some questions that you're supposed to ask and you are not asking. God knows those answers. Even some questions you are going to ask him, he knows that is his greatness. Our God is immeasurable. That is his greatness. His greatness is that he's immeasurable. You cannot measure him. Which also means that there is nothing that God cannot do. He's so huge. That boy was drawing something on his paper. The teacher could not understand. And the boy simply said, I'm drawing God. Because the teacher has looked at it. What is this boy drawing? And finally she asked, what are you drawing? He said, God. Our God is so huge. You cannot measure him. So, that means it's not limited in his ability. God is not limited in his ability. He can do great things in our life. He is internal. God is great and he's internal. He's unending. He's forever and ever in our life. He is 100% here and there. Let me tell you this. God is more than Google. In Google, when you need something, you click what you want. Google will give you variety of options. But God will give you precisely what you want. And because I'm asking God, she's asking God, he's asking God, that does not mean that God could not answer you. He can answer his multitask. Let me put it that way. Our God is multitask. Rather than God will give you suggestion, God will give you precisely what you want. So it means that because God is near to me, that does not mean that He will not listen to you. He listens to everyone. He listens to everyone. He will never stop because He's listening to me just to listen to you. No. He does everything at the same time. I never lose any productivities. Now, many people are going on vacation. Our God never go on vacation. He never sleep. Brethren, don't be afraid. Go for your vacation. Hallelujah. <laughs> go for your vacation. Praise the Lord. He never changed. He remained the same. That is his greatness. He's God of yesterday, today, and forevermore. Our God's greatness is unquestionable. If he says something, he pronounces something to your life, you can't question him. There's popular saying in my country that God judge you, you say you want to appeal. Which court? Which court will you go to, to appeal? Whatever he says is final. That is what I'm trying to emphasize. Unquestionable you are the Lord. Unquestionable, you are the Lord. Unquestionable, 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 you are the Lord. He's unquestionable God. He's the Lord. He's everlasting Father. You cannot query Him. His judgment is final. Praise the Lord. When He does something in your life, even people that are mocking you, we style. What is happening there? This is how they will be going. What is happening there? What is happening there? They will enter your home. And they begin to dance. Because they will meet you dancing. 
And these are people that are rejoicing in what they thought is your downfall. No. They will rejoice with you because our God is awesomely perfect. When you call upon him, he may not answer you immediately. But I'm assuring you, he is perfect. And he's going to make everything beautiful in his own time. God is great in creation. We all know that. Let there be light. There was light. Let there be this. It was so. Let there be that. It was so. Deuteronomy 32, 4. Deuteronomy 32, verse 4. He is the rock. His deeds are perfect. His deeds are perfect. Everything he does is just and fair. Praise the Lord. Our God, greatness is perfect. He's awesomely perfect. Everything he's doing all he's creating is perfect. Praise the Lord. Amen. He now, is faithful. He praise is the Lord. Faithful. Thank you, brother. Now, let's come down to our level now. I want us to look at things that are manufactured everywhere. A few weeks back, this uh, uh, projector, something happened. We could not use it. I'm sure the church authority, the peace, the PC authority, they'll be looking at warranty. Right? So many things in our home have warranties. So whatever man created, whatever man has, uh, has uh, created, they always have warranty. Do you have warranty because you are a creator of God? Do you have? Praise the Lord. <laughs> we don't. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> our God is good. All the time. God made things that don't need warranty. The things of the world are with warranty. In fact, when you go to E-Max, when you buy something, again, they want to corner you to one side and say, look, if you pay this much, two years warranty. The children of Israel, when they left Egypt, we never hear that they one time branch in the mall to buy cloth. That is greatness of God. He's there, he, he was with them, supply everything that they need. That is God for you. Can you see how great He is? You are great. You are great. You are great. Everything written about you is great. Brethren, when the choir and ministry here, I want you to really look at the in-depth, the meaning of what they are singing. Everything written about him is what? Now, when God speaks, they will say he thundered. If you speak and people begin to say you thunder, if your boss is thundering in the office, how will he feel? People will not like him, but our God, because of his greatness, whenever he speaks, he thunders. So, ask God to look into that situation in your life and turn that into that situation so that he will show his greatness. Hallelujah. Now, talking about a uh, thing we create ourselves. God made tree. And when God made tree, he said what? It was good. Okay? God made rabbit and said, it was good. God made bed and said, it was good. But look at it. When the computer came up, people started saying, oh, this is amazing. When this came up, where you can, that is what is diverting our attention every time. We always, we are saying it's amazing. Every time just to get our money. They are doing so many things that if you have what they, my place, they call it uh, conversiousness. Each time, each mobile comes out, you always want to put that one aside and go for another one. If you are that type, please check yourself. It's just to get your money. So, when, even when the man made robots, 
They say it's awesome. It's fabulous. They made car. It was also fabulous. But in the creation, God always says, it's good, it's good, it's good. We men, that is man now, generally, we tend to praise whatever we have made. We call it, we qualify it with such words as, like adjective as such as uh, fantastic, excellent, awesome, fabulous, amazing, and so on. But when God made the word, he said it was good. But let's look at those fantastic things like computer. What first happened? Virus we crept in and we render it useless. Is there any greatness in that? No. The robot we manufacture. It will malfunction. It functions very well again. The car engine also will worn out. But the tree that God created is still standing. It's still standing. Even the bed still fly. So what is the definition of our good versus man's good? What is the definition of God's greatness to man, uh, man-made good? Our God never fail. He will never tired, he will never faint, and never weaken. But all these things they are creating, I remember sometimes ago, Brother Claudio was talking in Bethel that the projector, that they have number of life, that when they see that, that is why you see some projector, when they, sh- when they project, they will look somehow irritating. They have exceeded their lifetime. Even the television in our homes, if you see the television your parents were using when you were small, when you see it now, you will see that it's not like how it used to be. They have their own lifetime. But the God we, ha- we serve, he has made us, he has created us that we don't have any warranty or whatever that we have to get from somewhere. God has made us perfect. Praise the Lord. So God is the one that is strengthening us. He's internal God. He's entirely incorruptible and untouchable. Our God is not like our politicians. Even Manoah was trying to tell that angel that so that when all these things you are saying come to pass, we can honor you. There's a song in my place. Okwe lonjere, hey jeba, hey jekokore o, okwe lonjere. It means that Thanksgiving is the food for God. He never eats any food. He never. When he does things in your life, all you need to do is to begin to praise him. That is the food for God. Praise the Lord. So our God is entirely incorruptible and honest. He's untouchable. You can't say because what God has done for you, you now have something in the corner of your house and put some food there. God, I thank you. You are worshiping idol. God's greatness is unmatchable. Beyond comparison, you cannot compare him. You can't compare his, his greatness to anything. You cannot pair him with something. His power is priceless. You can't price him. You can't pay him what he's doing in your life. Even for you sleeping and waking up, you cannot pay him. That is the greatness of God. You need to appreciate him every second, every now and then. Praise the Lord. He designed this creation. He created the life. How great is our God. That is why I sang that song in the beginning. How great is our God. His name above all other names. Everything written about him, like I said, is great. Isaiah 40. Again. Let's 
verse 28. He's asking one question there. Have you never heard? Have you never understood? Thank you, brother. Have you never, do you not know? Have you never heard? God is great in his power. So, brethren, I'm asking you, do you not know? Have you never heard? The Lord is everlasting God, the creator of the end of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary, and his understanding no one can fathom. No one. Do you not know? Do you not have this an obvious and clear answer that you can give to this question? God demonstrated his greatness, power, and authority in the life of children of Israel when they were living in Egypt. Even when you look at it from the Abraham to Jacob to Joseph to Moses to Joshua up to David and Saul, which later become Paul, even up to the level of you and myself, his greatness is mighty. Great is his understanding. That is what that verse 28 is saying. The Lord, the Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the end of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary and his understanding no one can fathom. God know it all. It is incredible that God know all. The past, the present, and even the future. He know. Because of his greatness and his understanding. So you do not need to worry at your present situation. He knows where he's taking you to. But provided you table everything before him. In the book of Proverbs, we are, we are giving some instruction here. Proverbs 3, 5 to 6. Quickly, brother. Trust in the Lord with Trust all your heart. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And do not depend on your own understanding. Don't depend on your own understanding. You need the understanding of God. Seek his will in all you do. And he will show you which path to take. Mm -hmm. He will show you the direction. He will show you which path, which way to go. Your present situation, don't see it as end of the life. Table everything before God. That is the instruction that has been passed here now. He will show you which way to go. Praise the Lord. He is great in grace. Great in his grace. God is great in his Isaiah 40 again. Verse 29. Verse 29. He gives strength to the weary and he increases the power of the weak. Yeah, maybe what you are passing through now has brought you down. But Isaiah is telling you that he gives strength to the weary and increase the power of the weak. God grant to the weary and weak his promise of strength and power. If you are thinking you are weak now because of your situation, just pray for the strength in him and he will grant you in Jesus' name. These are unmerited favor of life. Everlasting God has granted through his son, Jesus Christ, the strength, the power. Those ones, times and conditions may not apply because of his mercy, because of his grace. God's grace is sufficient for us, even in our weakness. That grace will lift you up from your present situation. And again, if your present situation is a celebration, don't reduce yourself to that level. I'm also telling you right now that God's greatness can lift you higher beyond that. And you will celebrate more in Jesus' name. Great is the benefit of his love in our life. Isaiah 40, verse 31. Talking about hope now in the Lord. 
But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagle. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. That is the assurance. That is the love that God is telling us. So whatever we need to do, we need to take action. We need to place our hope in him. And what is this hope? It's the faith. And the patient, again. And the expectation that God promises in our life will be fulfilled. Praise the Lord. So, our God is God that is great. Very briefly, again, I want to still look at the, the creation and some other greatness of God. I want us to go to the book of Nehemiah 9. From verse 6, we'll be reading. Nehemiah 9. God is great in creation. Verses, brother. You alone are the Lord. You made the heavens, even the highest of heavens, and all the starry hosts, the Wait. earth and all that was in it, the seas and all that is in them. You gave life to everything, and multitude of heavens worship you. Can you see? Our God is great in creation. He gives life to everything. He gives life to you and me. We are alive. He's doing wondrous, wondrous thing in our life. That is God for us. Verse 7 and 8 is talking about God is great in covenant. 7 and 8. You are the Lord God who chose Abraham and brought him out of Ur in the, of the Chaldeans and named him Abraham. You found his heart faithful to you. You made a covenant with him and gave Thank you, brother. We can read that on our own. God covenant simply means agreement. God is great in covenant. It means that in his promise, he will never fail. He will never fail. Again, listen, terms and conditions applied. Only in his mercy and the grace that the times and conditions may not apply. Again, God is great in conflict. Again, I will sing one in my language. Ologun loluwa, ologun loluwa, oruwa ni orukore, ologun lolu. It simply means that our God is God of battle. Amen. The Lord is his name. What is that battle that is coming that he cannot fight? He's God of battle. God is great in conflict. That is from verse 9 to 15. You can read that on your own. Children of Israelite, they went through so many things in Egypt. Mm. Against Pharaoh, Pharaoh, he fought that battle. Mm. 9 to 10. Mm. At the Red Sea, like I mentioned earlier on, Mm. verse 11 and verse 11 and uh, verse 11 and 12, yes. God show, shown his greatness there. That is at rest, he shows his greatness. Mm. In verse 12, he's emphasizing that he's a leader. Mm. Why? He led them in the day. With what? With a pillar of cloud. Hmm? With, and in the night? With a fire. So you can see that he's, he's, when God wants to show his greatness in your life, when that thing happens, he will lead you. Even when the enemy are coming behind you, again, he will lead you from the back. Amen. But, terms and conditions give. Verse 13 to 11. Mm. Giving of the law. Can you read that, brother? 13. You came down on Mount Sinai. You spoke to them from heaven. You gave them regulations and laws. That and is the terms and conditions. Right. Thank you, brother. Mm. He gave them regulation and law just to show his greatness. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Again, verse 15, talking about the provision. In their hunger you gave them bread from heaven, 
and they and in their thirst you brought them water from the rock our god is god of provision he's very great in providing amen praise the lord hallelujah he's very great in providing 50b he's great in promise hallelujah he's great in promise he you, promised you them, them and he fulfilled yeah you told them to go in and take possession of the land you swore with an uplift hand and you gave to give them yes so whatever god is ministering to you through whatever is happening right now brethren i'm telling you i don't know what is happening to you it might be joy it might be the other way around but i'm assuring you that whatever it is there is a higher level than that praise god praise the lord hallelujah so god is great with compassion 16 to 20 is talking about it about this one the israelites they sin against god but still god have mercy over them amen in this case no terms and condition no terms and condition is perfect is great in compassion he show compassion by forsaking them not he guide them instruct them feeding them and giving them water when you read 17 to 20 you will see that mm. god is great in completion is a perfect god 21 to 25 god kept his promise he preserved israel in the wilderness for 40 years mm. he gave victory over their enemy he multiplied their children praise the lord brethren praise god we need to pray each time i'm seeing television i'm seeing what is going on in syria I used to feel it that God you bring an end to this situation wherever there are chaos all over the world that situation have to be brought under control praise the lord hallelujah because you see innocent children suffering but still people are still getting pregnant even in that situation not minding the wilderness god keep multiplying the children of israel god was with them he gave them victory he multiplied them he conquered the land for them he complete the work finally god is great in correction i want you to listen very attentively here god is great in correction 26 to 35 is talking about in that book of nehemiah Even though God is showing compassion to you he still exercises his authority he still exercises discipline you will not be disciplined by God in Jesus name irrespective what what is happening God will still correct you and me whenever you take a wrong step there's a way God will come back to you and say look can use your children you can use anyone i was once like that i was going in wrong direction my children said daddy no this is not god can use anyone to correct you only you have to be very vigilant and have the spirit to discern when the correction is being given so how great is our god now brethren Psalm 14:1 say the fool say in his heart there is no god if there is anyone that is thinking that god doesn't exist it's a fool it's a fool that person need to go out in the night not in noman here because we have light he need to go out in the night and look at the sky you will see millions of stars and moon how do they get there and somebody is still saying god does not exist our god is great so the question for you now is how great is your god this afternoon now i'm turning that to question how great is your god this afternoon are you acting like he is great or are you doubting are you not trusting him Brethren how great is your god 
Life can be hard sometimes. It can be scary. But hold on unto God. Hold him firmly. There is an assurance that with him, everything is going to be okay. And why? Because great is his power. Great is his understanding. Great is his grace. And great is his benefit of his love. He's a living God. His greatness will remove that mountain of anxiety in your life. His greatness will keep the flame of that joy in you burning. When you are trying to see the, 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 the greatness of God, forget about what is happening. That will keep the fire of joy burning in you, burning in your life. All you need to do is to trust him. Never get tired of trusting him. Don't be overwhelmed with the current situation. There is hope for you. When you feel like giving up, don't just give in. Don't stop trying. Waiting for the Lord, waiting on the Lord, is one of the hardest things that a person can do. But it is highly profitable. Just wait for his time. Wait for the Lord. Wait for his timing. Wait on his timing. Wait on his strength. And praise him. Even before the blessing comes, begin to praise him. Lift him up with your praises. You might not have what, I, what it, you are asking for. You may not receive it. But continuously praise him. God is still good. He is still great. Praise him because he's unsearchable. Praise him because he's untouchable. Praise him because he's unmatchable. Praise him for his power, his love, his holiness. Praise him today. Praise him right now. Right now, begin to praise him, brethren. As you are sitting down, begin to praise him. Lord, I give you praise for what you are doing. I thank you for your greatness in my life. I praise your holy name because you are the mighty one. Our God is great. Church, let's continue to appreciate all that God is. Who is God in your life? Job chapter 38, verses 4 to 6. In verse 38, 1, it starts by saying, Then the Lord answered Job out of the whirlwind and said, and I'm going to verse 4, Where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? Tell me if you have understanding. Who determined its measurements? Surely you know. Or who stretched the line upon it? To what were its foundations fastened? Or who laid its cornerstone? Rhetorical questions. The whole of chapter 38, 39, 40, and 41 are rhetorical questions. Just go home and read them. And Job answers in verse 42, in chapter 42, verse 1 and 2. Then Job answered the Lord and said, I know that you can do everything and that no purpose of yours can be withheld from you. Church, let's just stand as we bring this service to a close. It is time that we really appreciate and understand and acknowledge what a great God we serve. And what a great privilege it is for you and for me to be called the sons and the daughters of the one true living God. Have we taken our position in God's kingdom in vain? 
Have we taken our own positions as children of the living God in vain? Do we understand what a great God we serve? Talk to God. Let's just take a few minutes to appreciate all that God is. And appreciate also the fact that you are, I am, the child of this living God, this great God. God is telling us something today. And the very simple fact is this. Don't make mountains out of your molehills. Things may look big. Things may look difficult. But you and I are children of a great God. With God, every mountain is flattened. You can just step over it. You and I are meant to be overcomers. Church, let's just thank God. Father, we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Father God, that you have reminded us this day, Lord, of what a great God you are. Father, there are so many questions which we cannot answer, Lord. We have simply no understanding. But what we know is, one, you are a great God. Two, you are my Father. And Father God, that is the greatest blessing I have, that I can just come into your presence as a child, sit at your feet and talk to you, knowing that you are a great God, knowing that you are my Father. Father God, we thank you, Lord. We thank you today, Lord, that you have once again reminded us, Lord, and Father God, we truly appreciate and acknowledge that in you, we have our life, Lord Father. Without you, we would be nothing, Lord Father. Thank you, Lord. And I pray, Lord, that in our lives, we will walk in such a way that truly exhibits your greatness, Lord. That we will not let circumstances rule over us. We will not let troubles overcome us, Lord Father, but we will be overcomers, Lord Father. Father, we thank you, Lord. Father, I thank you, Lord, for your servant whom you have used this day, for bringing your word across to us through him, Lord Father. Father God, we ask that more of your anointing be poured out upon him, that he will teach us more from your word, Lord Father. May your blessings be on him and his family, Lord Father. Take care of them, Lord. We commit them into your hands. Thank you, Father, for every one of us gathered here, Lord. And Father God, even as we step out this day, Lord Father, help us to remember, Lord Father, with a ring in our ears, Lord Father, that you are a great God. Thank you, Father. We give all glory to you. For in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Let's share the grace. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives, and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Church, God bless you, and even as we step out, continue to remember you serve a great God.